Welcome to the Thrive Alcohol Recovery Podcast, where we share tips, information, and success stories about a revolutionary treatment for alcohol use disorder called the Sinclair Method, or TSM. TSM can help most people reduce rather than abstain from alcohol by addressing the root cause of problem drinking, which is inside the brain. I'm your host, Katie Lane, Sinclair Method success story and co-founder of Thrive Alcohol Recovery, where we help you find freedom from problem drinking using this approach so that you can live your best life. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey everybody, it's Katie, and I wanted to make a video today to talk about, you know, why the Sinclair method is so much more than simply reducing the amount you drink or quitting drinking. Um, Now, of course, people who go on this method, that is their ultimate goal, and it's an important goal and an important component of this method um, of naltrexone treatment and pharmacological extinction, but Um, The Sinclair method is really much more than that. The reduction in drinking that happens when you're on this method is simply a byproduct of what is happening because you are truly changing your relationship to alcohol once and for all. And so I want to talk about this because I've seen some people lately, um, just in conversations I've had and in some coaching calls where people can kind of get tripped up because they are solely focusing on the drink reduction and the amount they're drinking. And while that's important, it's not everything. And so the two common scenarios I see are people who are on the method for a few weeks or a few months, and they're not really seeing results that they were hoping for, and they're thinking it's not gonna work for them um, because their drinking hasn't really decreased that much. And then there are people who have been on the method for a while and they are seeing some drink reduction, but they're still drinking out of habit and they're not really maybe aware that they're drinking out of habit or um, they're not really sure how to get unstuck from that rut. And so even though they're craving alcohol less, noticing that they don't want it as much or they're not drinking as much, they're still drinking more than they want to. And so um, in these two scenarios, people can get really tripped up because they're focused only on the numbers, their drink reduction. And again, while that's important, it's not the whole picture. And I feel this way because the Sinclair Method is really an opportunity, as I said, to really transform and change your relationship to alcohol for good. And while that includes the amount you're drinking, you're ultimately gonna be drinking less, um, but really it's much more than that because it encompasses all of the areas that alcohol has touched your life and been a part of your life. And for anyone who has had a troubled relationship to alcohol, this can be so many areas as our relationships to alcohol are very complex. You know, we're drinking to celebrate special occasions and have fun with friends. Um, We're drinking to kind of numb out because we're just bored at work or we had a stressful day at work or the kids and the husband or the wife and the family and everything is just so much and alcohol is the thing that kind of relieves us at the end of the day. Uh, We're binge drinking because we're so um, deeply wrapped up in craving and addiction that the craving overtakes us and we can't even um, go a day without it. Um, If we are, you know, going time without drinking, we're thinking about drinking. Um, If we go to functions, I know for me, I expected alcohol to be at every social function. And if it wasn't, I was annoyed or I would bring my own or have drinks beforehand. Um, Alcohol just became like this, this massive part of my life and this component of my life where I needed it to have fun. And if it wasn't there, I wasn't having fun. And 
even though it was oftentimes making me feel awful after drinking or making me just feel low or sick or, or you know, all these negative emotions, these destructive experiences with alcohol being stuck in the addiction, it caused me to keep going back to it over and over again. And so it was like this bad lover. I've equated it to that in other videos where I knew it was bad for me, but I couldn't let it go. It was still giving me something. And so all this to say that alcohol has become a huge part of our lives for many of us. And so when we get going on the Sinclair method, it is an opportunity for us to, yes, drink less ultimately, but to really transform and change all of these areas that alcohol has impacted our lives. And that takes time and that takes awareness and attention and a little bit of courage on your part to really examine, you know, what things have been like for the last few years or decades that you have been drinking heavily and where things need to change. And in my experience with my relationship to alcohol, alcohol was touching so many areas of my life that I had to change so many things. And this happened slowly over time and it was not easy because the life I was living as I was addicted to alcohol was so out of integrity with the truth of who I was and who I am and um, really the person that I wanted to become. You know, I the job I had, I was miserable, but I was drinking to cope with it. Some friends I had that were, you know, not a good influence on my drinking, I had to change those relationships. How I showed up in the world, how I spoke my truth, how I set boundaries. Um, that had to drastically change how I coped with tough emotions because for many of us you know we're drinking to numb out and so there's a lot of tough emotions buried underneath that and for me I was totally unaware of these reasons that I was drinking I was one of those people where I just went on this method and I was like oh it'll be great to be hungover less and to drink less and then as I was drinking less all of these things started to surface about, you know, massive insecurities that I had and past traumas that I hadn't healed from and, you know, fear and anger and all of these emotions that I really hadn't allowed myself to feel and heal. And so it was like this wave of just like emotional feelings for a long time on this method and still sometimes today, though I'm much better. Um, but there's all these components that we have to heal. And I'd say the emotional one is the toughest part, or at least it was for me because, you know, it's so easy to just quickly, if you're having a bad day or whatever, it's just qu so easy to quickly numb out on alcohol, even with the naltrexone, it's just a quick fix to escape these emotions. But the issue with that is that they never truly heal and so they just keep resurfacing and it's like Groundhog's Day over and over. Why do I feel this depression? Why do I feel this anger? Because we're not allowing ourselves to, you know, examine it, be with it, feel it, and then allow it to process and heal. Because if we can't feel it, we can't heal it. <laughs> I rhymed, I know. Um, but it's so true. And so um, really just wanted to make this video to give an invitation to everybody to take a step back. If you're on this method and you're struggling because you're not seeing your drink consumption go down, realize first of all that that's quite normal. I feel like everybody, um, not everybody, but I feel like a lot of people get discouraged really quickly if their drink reduction hasn't massively decreased in the first month or few months. And I think it's more normal that um, it takes longer for people to see that drink reduction, you know, and the, the studies that David Sinclair did um, where he proved the efficacy of this method, it was on rats. And so they reached the pharmacological extinction within four months. But these are rats who don't have emotional triggers and complex lives and histories with alcohol and all, the, all of those things. So 
we have to realize it takes time because not only are you working to drink less, but you're working to undo all of these ways that alcohol has had its tentacles in your life. And for me, and I'm sure for you or others watching, it's a lot of ways alcohol has impacted your life. And so um, we have to undo that and it, it just takes time. And you know, I think the biggest way to take steps forward to undo this, if you feel like you're stuck in a rut on the Sinclair method is, First of all, just placing awareness on the experience. By simply observing something, it transforms it. It begins to change it. And so, especially if you can do that from a non-judgmental place. So if you find that you're drinking out of habit and more than you want to and you don't like that feeling, just pay attention to it. The more you pay attention to it, at least this is my experience because I was drinking out of habit on this method as well. I would just pay attention, huh, you know, notice I'm drinking out of habit because I had a bad day at work, because I just want to, because I'm bored. Drinking out of boredom was a big one for me. And the more I just paid attention to it, paid attention to it, kind of became curious, did some self-inquiry as to why, the more I began to see like, hey, I don't want to be that person that drinks out of boredom. Like there's a whole life to live. There's a whole world out there. And that kind of frustration with where I was at by simply noticing it over and over again and seeing the Groundhog's Day experience, like forget this, I want something more for myself. That noticing just gave me a little bit of motivation to slowly start making changes to who I wanted to become, you know, slowly start, you know, I'll go to a movie instead of drinking today, or I'll go out for a nice dinner instead of drinking, or if I am drinking, just again, noticing it, or while I'm drinking, can I, can I pace it out a bit more? Can I have water between? Can I drink something else? Can I go on a walk? You know, any way that you can shake up your routine, it just gives you a whole new experiential awareness. And it might seem subtle, but those things really build, especially if you're doing it repetitively and you know just over and over again every single time that you're drinking or thinking about drinking um, or when you're sober. And when you're sober and when you're not drinking, that's really an opportunity as well to, of course, you know, try new hobbies, do some self-inquiry, see a therapist, get some support if you're having some of these tough um, emotions and issues come up and again this all just really takes courage and the first step is just paying attention to it just noticing what's going on with you because again when you're doing that when you're drinking when you're doing it when you're sober when you're doing it when you have a craving you just really start to see things from a new perspective and a greater perspective as opposed to be you know you know how our minds can run on a loop on a loop on a loop and so when you're doing that it's really easy just to continue to let the mind control and old habits you know alcohol addiction it's an addiction, but it's also in a very ingrained habit. So you have to think about it like changing a bad habit as well. And so just by paying attention, just by noticing, you really start to experience and see the truth of what's going on. Um, it gives you an opportunity to reflect on it because the Sinclair method is amazing. The way it helps to reduce the cravings for alcohol, it just creates more space. So we're not battling cravings all of the time. And we really have a more free mind to think and explore other things and really challenge ourselves. Like, you know, if you're falling back on old habit, I want to drink tonight. I think I'm just going to drink tonight. Like, do you really need to drink? Do you really have that craving or what else can you do? And make sure that it's something that's pleasurable, that doesn't feel like work. Make sure that it feels indulgent and really nourishing for you. I always talk about treating yourself and rewarding yourself on this method as well. You know, don't be afraid to do that because we're so long, we've been so destructive to ourselves through alcohol that we're almost out of practice with treating ourselves and doing nice things for ourselves. And so whatever feels good to you, if you're not going to drink tonight, don't white knuckle it. Like if, if you're not really having a craving and you think you can go a night without it, 
treat yourself, buy something on Amazon, do something amazing for yourself so that you get that reward and it's a pure endorphin rush reward and it creates that experiential memory for you. You know what, I also wanna mention something that was true for me and it may be true for some of you because you know, as I was kind of drinking less, I was trying all of these new hobbies and things because I didn't really have hobbies when I was drinking. My hobby was drinking and like watching TV or whatever. But um, I started trying all these new hobbies and I remembered feeling really kind of scared and insecure. Again, kind of facing those insecurities I had within myself through drinking less alcohol and through the Sinclair method. I remember feeling scared, like a fear of the unknown and a fear of success and a fear of failure all at the same time by just, you know, trying new things because I realized I hadn't tried new things in a while and I feel like as adults we kind of want to be good at something right away and if we're not we like don't even do it and so, you know, those emotions are normal to kind of come up throughout this process and it's it's not going to be easy and I'm never going to tell anyone it's going to be easy because I think it was, you know, one of the harder things on this method is really having the courage to try new things and face the tough emotions that you've been bottled up or masking through alcohol for a long time. And so, you know, when we're stuck in those ruts on the Sinclair method, when we're, we're relying on alcohol too much still, um, or we're focusing too much on just getting the drink number down, it's really time to expand our awareness and look beyond, look at all the ways alcohol has touched our lives and all of the ways we kind of need to undo these agreements we had where alcohol was part of this and this and this and I used it when I felt like this and this. Um, we have to undo that and it takes time and so the more we can have awareness on the experience and just start noticing things, um, the more we can start to shift as a person and the more that our perspective on the alcohol can start to shift. And again, the more time you spend in self-reflection and just noticing, you really get insights and get to see through the truth of what alcohol is because the truth is we do not need alcohol to have fun. That was a story I told myself for years. Like when I looked out on a sober life before the Sinclair method, it was like, oh, sobriety is boring. I need alcohol to have fun. That is just a lie and that is solely because our alcohol has hijacked the pleasure centers in our brain so it's taken priority over all other pleasures over sex food laughter joy anything that gives us pleasure it's it's hijacked that and so we need alcohol to experience our peak pleasure but as you're on the Sinclair method that really undoes that and the pleasure resets and alcohol starts to feel like something for me toward the end of my drinking it was like and I think this is common for a lot of people. It's like, alcohol is not that exciting. Like, what's the lure of it? Like, I don't get it anymore. Or people who drink once in a while, they're just like, meh. And, you know, of course there are people who still drink regularly on this method or drink moderately because they still enjoy it. And, you know, I don't think that sobriety is the only way to go on this method. Of course, that's the beauty of this method. Um, for me, that was just ultimately where I, where I kind of found myself because alcohol was bringing me down because I had done all of this work um, and really built a life that was so full and fulfilling and fun and joyful that didn't involve alcohol when I would drink I would just kind of get brought down and so that's ultimately why I stopped drinking I just enjoyed sober life so much and so you know this whole addiction to alcohol and this dependence on it it's truly an illusion and I'm saying that from my own experience as I look back on what the experience of alcohol and that that 10-year addiction I had to it um, 
it was just this this thing that kept me down ultimately and I was stuck in the trap it's literally a trap of alcohol addiction and the the craving of it the pushing it away the averting it the trying not to drink the resisting and then the cycle of drinking and it would just go over and over again and it was like this mental trap and the Sinclair method gives us that space to really get outside of that and see a big perspective on our life where alcohol is influencing us and how we can slowly start to change that. So it's really important to be patient. It's really important just to pay attention. Like that is a huge thing. If you can just set no other goals for yourself other than be compliant with the naltrexone and start paying attention, those are two huge places to start. And then once you are paying attention more and you're getting more insights on your drinking experience, that's when you can start to set goals because you're feeling motivated because you might feel frustrated where you're at. You might feel like, Oh, I keep seeing myself do this habit again. I'm, I'm over it. I want to try something else. And that's the opportunity to do something else, to challenge yourself to drink more slowly or skip a day of drinking or go out and try kayaking or whatever other hobby you're interested in. And, you know, keep in mind, it's just make it playful. Don't make it so serious. Keep a light heart through this whole process. Um, you know, try not to have an, an outcome or an end result. If you want to learn a new instrument, realize that you might suck for a while and that is okay that is part of the learning process and just try to make it light and playful um, i think alcohol because it's such a downer and a depressant and a low vibrational thing it's kind of kept us in this very serious low vibrational unhappy depressed mode for a long time whether we realize it or not and the more you can kind of break free from its grips and build your life beyond it, you start to see it for what it really is, which is just a, a poison and a depressant. So I think that's all for this video. Um, you know, again, just if you're on this method, you're feeling challenged at all, or you're just getting started, just realize the drink reduction and how much you're drinking is important, but it's not everything. And this method is really an opportunity to transform the entire relationship to alcohol, which often equates to much more than just how much you're drinking. It influences so many areas of our lives. For many of us, our daily lives um, and every encounter and interaction and thing we've had and, and realize that, you know, there's going to be some challenging parts on this method and it's going to take your courage and fortitude to really face the things that need to be changed in order to get back and into integrity with yourself. You know, one quick example too, I've mentioned that I had to leave the job that I had that I was drinking to kind of cope with and I started to notice just by placing awareness, I'm like, why am I still drinking so much even though I don't really want to? Um, I realized it was because I really hated my job and hated how I spent my day and I would come home just to kind of like soothe myself and kind of numb out from that using alcohol and so I was like, oh my god. I have to leave this job like I can't stay here and ultimately I did and it was amazing how much my drinking decreased after I did that but it took courage and strength and fortitude and time for me to like come to terms with the fact that I need to leave this job it's driving me to drink more and so realize that you've got to kind of make these massive changes in your life that aren't always easy because the person we are when we're drinking is often nowhere near the person we want to be or the person we can become when we're truly embodied in our essence and our true self it's night and day difference at least that was my experience and you know what i've seen with a lot of other people as well so hang in there if you have any insights or questions or comments please put them below we always have a great conversation in the comments section so thanks guys so much for watching i'll see you again soon bye Thank you for tuning in to the Thrive Alcohol Recovery Podcast. For additional Sinclair Method resources and support, please check out the information in our show notes. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.